0: Or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely. No Sarah Kelleher this week. She is out. uh, Got an early call for work tomorrow, so couldn't join us. But uh, obviously we're going to miss her. But Dusty, man... (laughs) We got a lot to talk about, dude. Sure do. I don't. I like. I want to talk about the Vikings game because that's so exciting. But Aaron Rodgers is out blowing up Twitter verse. (laughs) uh, Like, we're not even going to get into it. We're not going to because it's insanity and it's crazy. But like, you have people defending him. You have people making fun of him. Like, uh, we both stood on the same side of like can't Mm -hmm. go out and make accusations. Correct. But holy hell, dude. Like. You go on a nationally televised show and, like, yeah, you somebody of oh my god, listen, man. it's wild, it's one of those things, like, crazy.
2: It's just, yeah, I don't, again, we're not gonna talk about it, but nope. like, holy crap, that's insane! That's all I want to say about it now. We talked about it for a while beforehand. I don't think we need to say anything no. else.
1: That's a, because sometimes,
2: it. unlike other people, we'll reserve the things we're going to say. <laughs> um, we don't need to put all that stuff out there, um, so we'll just we'll keep that to ourselves.
1: <laughs> it's a, a wise, wise choice. Wise choice, uh, no matter part. It's like we're growing in there in our age. Like we're we're getting wiser. Some people don't do that. that? So apparently, some people don't do that. I don't think I'm doing that. I don't feel that way. I was trying to give you a compliment, but I appreciate okay. you. All right. <laughs> all right, but let's get into the fun stuff, man. Vikings game tell Ooh. me how you tell me how you felt about that game
2: oh man just so much fun I mean that starts with a three and out right and you're like crap because they had the offense did had their issues The so Flores will blitz like crazy the offense had their issues the first week they get the ball this time I love I know I know you love this Steve when they when they receive the ball we want to take the ball we want to set the tone they've done it a couple times this year they don't it's not something they generally like to do and they go three and out and it's like ah, oh, crap man this sucks then the Vikings go three and out because partially because they're starting Jaron hall. Yep. And then just fireworks, dude. Like they just love looked completely in command. I love the idea of taking the shot off the first play. That was cool. It wasn't there. And love said, I'm throwing the sucker anyway, which I respect it and it wasn't there, but he looked completely in command. The Vikings, I was charting some of this. I didn't get it done with all of it today, but they will have so many people at the line and they'll drop or they'll bring a bunch of guys. They had um, I had multiple ones where like they had eight guys at the line and they dropped four. And so you'll see this. The game plan was um, they didn't target the middle of the field too much because the, mud, the Vikings will muddy that up with, the, with dropping guys behind them but love looked completely in control. You set in protection and then whatever they ended up doing, if they brought pressure, he knew where to go. If they back guys out, he knew where to go. Like just complete command the entire time on target. Everyone was making plays. We were talking about before we started recording the Reed touchdown to end the first half <laughs> for, uh, the, the bow, the bow mountain drop. I'll say bow mountain drop. That ball could have been better on fourth down was such a beautifully designed play. And I love the call to go for it. And I think Collinsworth said at the time. He's like, I was ready to write game, set and match in my notebook. If, mm-hmm. if he hit with that and he didn't, they didn't get down. They just kept going after it. They had so many well-designed plays. Love was always in command Melton making plays. I love, I loved Melton going over hundred yards. The first pack receiver going over hundred <laughs> yards because, because they wouldn't stop calling timeouts. And he was and like, fine, Sean Clifford, throw this sucker deep. And he's just throw, throwing it deep on the Vikings late in the fourth, just an absolutely beautiful game i was telling you beforehand um we my kids sleep schedule has been all screwed up with the christmas vacation stuff and my daughter could not sleep so she sat out there with me my eight-year-old daughter we wa- watched it the whole game together she's asking questions we had an absolute blast giving high fives after the after every touchdown it was a tremendous like just such a fun game a fun experience to watch and just i mean one of love's best performances especially with what that defense is trying to do like he just he looked in control the entire game it was incredible
1: yeah, I mean that was I think that the big takeaway was like you sat there and it was dominance on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball, which we haven't seen that complete game from the entire Packers team. I mean, especially missing Christian Watson, you know, not having some other players on the defensive side Reed of the ball. Reed
2: left halfway through, Jaden Reed, Reed was on halfway through, yeah. Not
1: having Jair Alexander, um like not having Eric Stokes, like man this should have been like some kind of weird ass shootout between Jordan love and a backup quarterback and the, the defense stepped up. They, they really played well, but this offense is just growing and growing and growing. And you, I think that's the most exciting part is that you actually see the growth. Like it's always something like, you hear the you hear the comments of like ah oh, you know this you're looking for the next step from a first year receiver to a second year receiver or whatever you, the the common things that you hear and it's like you're seeing these things and even it's from week five to week ten week sixteen like you're seeing so many growth from Jordan Love number one like he is just. He's growing exponentially right now, which is amazing, which means that most likely there's more for him to grow. Like, obviously, like, he can continue to get better. But these wide receivers, these kids that you weren't expecting to be any part of this offense, to show up game in and game out, like, this has been so unbelievably exciting. And then seeing seeing Jordan Love and Aaron Jones popping bottles at the end of the game, man, that was just outstanding. And I know I'm, like, on the rare side of it, but – I loved the Kirk Cousins thing at the beginning. I thought that was outstanding. He's got the gold chain on. He's got his son with no shirt on. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> it like, was, was a
2: fun little. I, do, I don't like Kirk Cousins. That was a moment that is very funny now because they just got absolutely pantsed on TV. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. that is, it was a very cute moment of, like, just this weirdo dad without his shirt banging on the drum. They pan down, and his son's wearing, like, PJ pants. Mm-hmm. Like, Tremendous, bed, tremendous dad content. Oh, exactly. Tremendous dad And that
1: was what I tweeted that. Out. I was like, you know what? Like, I am a Packers fan through and through. But, dude, come on. Like, this is a dad and his son, like, shirtless doing a skull chant. Like, everybody's talking about, like, oh, that was weird. That was weird. I'm like, I'm sorry. The Packers wear cheese on their head. All of us have cheese heads. And you're telling me that was weird? that the, Like, the kid was, you know, shirtless with the dad. Like, no. Well, nah. it might be it's I
2: can't remember if the if this next game is a home game for the Vikings or not. But this might be Cousins last uh go mm-hmm. round at the with the Vikings as their quarterback in that stadium. Obviously, you know, tour's Achilles might be his last time there. If you're gonna go out, buddy, go out shirtless with your I kid banging on the drum. That's I listen, the I, again, do not like the Vikings. I hate that horn. Of course not. But if if that was me in that same situation, Absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. Come on up here with me. We're going to we're gonna
1: start this thing together. That's why I was like, that's good content. That's just good content right there for sure. So um, we do have a couple of things for news and notes. We've got uh, Romo and Nance on the call for this Sunday against the Bears, which will be exciting. Always like having the A-team there. Uh, Anthony Johnson has been signed to the practice squad. Not regular Anthony Johnson. Other, this is,
2: other Anthony. This Johnson. is
1: other <laughs> Anthony Johnson, the cornerback, back to the practice squad. So he was previously with the practice squad as well. And then just a little bit of sad news: uh, Ken Brown, who was the starting Ken center. Ken Bowman. Oh, eh, there it is. I can't read my own handwriting, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally written as Bowman. Yep, I'll it's buy really it. right there. I'll buy it. It says brown in my head. It says brown, but Ken Bowman. Uh, wow, this is not the way that you want to talk about somebody passing away. No, we're both laughing, but um, yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, he was the starting center for the Packers Super Bowl one and two. Was with the team from sixty four to seventy three. So sad to hear that news, but um, yeah, we're uh, we're about ready here, buddy. We're we're gonna talk some Packers Bears and. Uh, Without without Sarah here, we're gonna jump right into you because you you this is this is your wheelhouse, my friend, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk to the Packers Bears. One thing that we need to watch.
2: I'm looking at the run game. So in that first game against the bears, I mean, I have in my mind, as I assume a lot of people do, Aaron Jones had that huge game. A lot of that came through the air. He had the big screen pass and goes 70 plus screen yard. And but even then their run game was they had 92 yards on the ground between uh, Jones, Patrick Taylor and AJ Dillon. I think uh, Patrick Taylor is actually a second leading rusher on the day. He had some late, late in the game there, but they only had from that game. They had one yard before contact all their stuff was after contact if you look at the steve you're talking earlier about how much they've grown as a team as an offense the offensive line they were hanging on for dear life for half of the season even elton jenkins who i think was still you know coming back from injury a little bit there all they were doing they're holding their own they're trying to make some holes there was very little movement up front and then guys just fighting for their lives up there as the season's gone on, those guys have been getting really, really good. And Sean Ryan, when Sean Ryan's been coming in, he's been moving dudes. Myers, I think, has played a little better, uh, more in the pass game than the run game, but he a lot of the pulling stuff he's done has been good. Uh, Tom has gotten better in the run game. He's always a good pass protector. He got better in the run game. They're just walling dudes off. If you watch a lot of the games they've been playing lately – just creating movement at the line. They're they're shoving guys down. You got you got the cutback lanes open. So instead of having to fight for your lives in the backfield or trying to pick your way through just a plane, an even plane of everyone on the same plane, you got holes to pick through now. And that's going to be huge this week. Again, they had a pretty good day against the Bears on the ground, but most of that was after contact. The Bears as a defense, I believe last half of the season their number one rushing defense in the league. If you look at just DVOA, they're 14th in DVOA on the season, but if you look at weighted DVOI, DVOA, which takes in like the the latest games, uh, puts a little more weight on them, uh, they're fifth. In defense, over the uh, in weighted DVOA, they're they're on the season. They're 17th against the pass. They're fourth against the run, and that number gets bumped up if you if you factor in the weighted stuff. They're a very good run defense. They've come into their own on some of the pass defense stuff as well. They are susceptible against the pass, but the run game, they they the defense has been very stout at that. So that's that, to me. That's going to be one of the big things. This offense, as good as Love has looked. They've run pretty balanced. They're they're passing quite a bit, but they're trying to stay 60-40 split. And if that run game isn't working and they got to throw a little bit more, that puts more on love. So I want to see if the offensive line can keep it up against a Bears uh, defensive line that's playing really good ball against the run. If they can get that moving, I I, I mean, I think they will roll this week if they can create some movement in the run, because that was something they had issues with early in the season, but they've really been doing well with that as the season's going on.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the wide receiver group. Um, we've seen the growth from these kids week in week out. And it's been unbelievable. Like, the, <laughs> I remember the beginning of the year when we all sat and talked, like, this is the most inexperienced wide receiver group, tight end group in the NFL, like in almost NFL history. And the fact that they are where they are right now is unbelievable. Like these kids have grown, they've grown with Jordan Love. And this is what we talked about at the beginning of the season of like watching these these guys grow together like that's gonna be something to it could either go really good or really bad and right now it's been really good like they've you've seen so much growth from all these te- these guys like tucker Kraft coming coming out of nowhere like dusty we were joking about this before this even started like he was he was abysmal at the beginning of the year right oh he yeah he looked like he had no idea what he was supposed to be doing at all yeah and now he is now he's like running over people. He's hurtling. He's learning how to hurdle with his other leg so he doesn't get hit in the balls. Like man, I mean, just just grow stacking successes, dude. He's stacking successes.
2: Getting better at all at everything. Getting better at
1: everything. <laughs> Protecting the junk. Like I mean, that's that's part of the game that you learn. <laughs> and
2: but, that's year uh, one. That's year it's one year he's one. He's doing this. Right Imagine
1: East. what he's gonna do in year two. <laughs>
2: So he's gonna stop hurtling people on the sideline in here too. Can you imagine? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he'll just start. He'll just lean forward and start trucking people. Which that's right. You know he can do as well. But uh, honestly, like I, this is again like we I've talked about this multiple times where I don't go as in depth as Dusty or Sarah do on this part of this the the podcast. But what I really want to see is I, I think we talked about it. I think it was the Giants game when I was like, this is the first time that this team is expected to win and they didn't show up and so now this is the first time like this is a must win like we have to win this game in order to get into the playoffs like I know there's crazy ass scenarios that can happen they could still get in if they don't win whatever you control getting into the playoffs as the youngest team in the NFL that's a, a huge thing but it's a crazy learning experience for them too so I want to see if they learn from that Giants game. I want to see if they they start to understand we have to bring our A game from the beginning, from the get-go, and we can go out and dominate this team. Like, the Bears are playing better. That's for sure. But if you compare the Bears and the Packers, to me, the Packers have a better team right now. Now they have to go out and show it. So is that something they can do? So I'm looking for Jordan Love. I'm looking for these wide receivers to go out and do what they do and really execute and then on top of it you get some Aaron Jones mixed in there. Like like you said, Dusty, their, their rush defense is is pretty good. Aaron Jones is pretty good too. So I'd like to see I'd like to see the Packers just kind of take control of this game. And uh and run from there. So
2: and we'll make a note real quick. Obviously the injury report isn't out yet. We'll record this and we'll take the man's the man's himself word at a Grand Assault, but before the last week's game, he couldn't go. Christian Watson said like his plan is he will be ready to go this week. And so even if it in unlimited capacity, it looks like and we'll see with the injury report. It looks like he was real close last week. So so hopefully no setbacks, and hopefully Watson will be ready to go this week as well. That'd be that'd be a huge get back, even if he's on in limited snaps.
1: I mean, like I love I love Christian Watson. I know he hasn't been able to to stay healthy, but just his threat of speed brings such such a dynamic force to this offense. Like that just creates extra space for that for for all those guys. So if he's if he's even halfway there, like that that's huge. So. All right, my friend, let's get to some of these questions. We got a bunch on Twitter, so we'll try to answer as much as we can. First one, Parker Eves. Have you been surprised by the play of Valentine and Valentine? Also, has there been schematically different in the defense and wins versus Detroit, KC, and Minnesota, or is the defense just playing better?
2: So I'd say I'm like I'm not overly surprised by Valentine um, because I'd watched him at UK and I know the kind of player he is. I'm surprised he's playing as well as he is, I guess, but I don't think it's a huge leap for him to play this way. Um, I think it's in his game. I'm kind of shocked he's not been burned for a big game yet because he does play very aggressive and he hasn't been penalized very much either. But, the, I mean, he showed some very good stuff in college and he showed good stuff in the preseason as well. Valentine is the guy that shocks me because like, I, didn't, I didn't see much of him outside of preseason stuff that dude looks stiff when he was, when he was cutting, he was a guy who was watching preseason going, man, if he's going to see the field at all, he's going to get roasted every time he's out there. And we saw him defending Justin Jefferson in one on in a big play this past week. So I I'd say of, of both of them, I'd say Valentine, a little bit Valentine playing like, anything remotely looking like competent cornerback play based on the limited of what I've seen is, is a pretty big shock to me. That's, that was a, a big surprise, a very nice surprise. Um, as far as schematically different, I don't think they're playing that much different. I mean, honestly, this is one of the things so that the Packers are seen as a quarters defense, right? Joe Barry runs a quarter system, all of that stuff. They like to operate from too high pre-snap, but they don't run a lot of quarters all season. They've not, they run a lot of um, I think they're over 60% on the season. Uh, cover one and cover three, which are both single high coverages. Uh, and if you look at kind of what they've done, I think really about the only thing they've done, they've cut back on their quarters, which they were not using very much anyway, and replaced some of that with cover six, which is a quarters variant in and of itself. So they haven't done too much different. I think they've been pressing more. Uh, when I've been watching some of those games, they've been pressing more at the line uh, on the edges, which has been very nice to see. And Except for second
1: and 28. Except for second twenty,
2: so that's when you want them to get their twenty-one yards. You know they can feel good about themselves. In the second twenty-eight situation, they feel bad. They feel bad, Steve.
1: If if you don't let them have that, so uh, it's like preschool football. It's like preschool football. Like oh, they feel bad for you. They're, they're guys, so far back can you just let them get like 21 yards It's New right Year's here? Eve Do you really want these guys to feel bad Don't let about themselves. Them get it's, the first sound right away make it the New next May, you yeah know?
2: make it yeah just make them feel like they're doing something you know uh so yeah not all the time obviously not even in the situations they should sometimes but they have been pressing more uh but I mean, if you look at anything like as far as blitzing stunts any of that they're not doing that much different and honestly some of it they've been they've been generating turnovers which has been huge for them because they had long stretches where they weren't doing that. They generated some turnovers, um, playing a little better up front, I think, as far as the run game. And they've also played, I mean, they played some bad quarterbacks. I mean, they played Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins this past week. There was dudes open all over the field in Minnesota, and they were not hitting them because it was Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. So, I mean, I, I think they've played better. Um, And they've, they've changed some things, mainly the press coverage stuff. Uh, Some of those players have played better with some of the aggressiveness, but there've also just been guys with open that have been missed. So I, I think they have played better. I don't think they have played great. They just have played better than terrible.
3: Hey friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets so when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime. Stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I like,
1: honestly, I'm shocked. <laughs> this is not what I would have ever expected out of these two uh, beginning of the year. If you had told me that these would have been the starting cornerbacks for the Packers and we, you know, 16, 17, whatever it is, like, nah. I've been like, dude, we're done. The Packers are done. Like, if that's the case, like, yeah, game over. You wouldn't tell me that they were beating the Vikings 30-3 to in week 17. I would have laughed at you for sure. So uh, I'm shocked. It's amazing to hear, amazing to see, amazing to watch. Like, it just gives extra depth for the cornerback group. And if Jair comes back from his, you know – darkness retreat whatever he's doing and stokes ever gets healthy like man having those two as backups is great so gives the Packers options which is a really really good thing next question brian hartstead um which wide receiver do you think will have a big game this week and as food question bringing back the heavy hitters starts at cut pizza pasta and burgers I, I mean, I'd say if he can go, I'm not sure what the injury status
2: is. Now I'd say it's it, I'm, I'm picking Jaden Reed until I'm proven. Otherwise i Be- Bo Melton had a big game this past week and that was awesome. Jaden Reed's just different dude. Like he broke Sterling Sharp's rookie receiving record uh, this past week before he went down everything you could want out of that dude more. So I will pick him uh, until, until he proves that I should not pick him and then starts to cut, I'm going to start burgers. I'm going to sit pizza and I'm going to cut pasta. This honestly, not that hard for me, the, the start sit depends on the mood. But if I'm presented with pizza or a burger, I'm going I'm to pick, I'm picking burger every time. And then okay. I love pasta, but it's just it's that's clearly third tier behind those other two.
1: Okay. Um I think as long as he plays, I'm going to take Christian Watson. I think comes back big game, can go for, you know, a, a big 65, 70-yard touchdown. Uh, might get another one mixed in there, but I think coming back like he wants to I think he's motivated and wants to show that he's he's still that big big play guy, and then starts at cut. I will go pizza start, burgers cut, pasta sit. Oh wait, no no. <laughs> oh, hold on, take that back. Uh Pizza start, burgers sit, pasta cut.
2: Okay, so we so, just flipped the start set, All right?
1: Yes, yes, we did. Because when I when I see pasta, like I think just you know generic like nothing crazy nothing amazing just like dry
2: um, rotini you're just <laughs>
1: i'm not interested no in sauce. This. no sauce <laughs> oh dusty you gotta get you have a visitor
2: yeah i know yeah my my daughter couldn't <laughs> sleep so she is gonna be behind for you for the rest of the recording i'll mute myself and we'll see how this goes <laughs> uh,
1: yes dry rotini that's exactly maybe some elbow some elbow noodles or or whatever those yeah yeah. Just, okay. You know, now
2: we're talking. Now, now we got with a little stuff. bit
1: of butter. That's about it. Yeah. That's about uh, it. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Start. All right. Next one we've got from PJ Gross. I've been waiting all year to ask you guys this question. The team is just different when Aaron Joseph's is healthy and in the backfield. Do you think there is any way the Packers keep him around after this year, or do they? Do you think he will become a cap casualty? God, I hope not. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um we were talking about this beforehand. My this is my favorite tradition for every Packer season now is like the conversation sometime in the offseason is there's no way they bring Aaron Jones back. Again, I'm I will believe it when I see it at this point. I love Aaron Jones. I hope they find out he's been injured half the year. I would love for I want that man to be a Packer for as long for life, as he wants to be. A Packer. Yeah, his his cap hit looks bad. I understand that. His cap hit looked bad two or three years ago when we said there's no way they bring him back and they found a way to bring him back because Aaron Jones, it seems like also wants to be a part of this and took a pay cut I think the last, at least the last time, maybe the last two times they did anything was a contract. I think if he wants to be back and they feel like that there's a place for him, they will find a way to make it work. So I gut feeling. I will just say, I think Aaron Jones is back just because for the past three years, we've all said, I don't see a way he's back and he's come back. So I'm just going to take the opposite approach this time. I think he's going to be back.
1: Yeah. To quote Sarah Kellher, I will not be back on this podcast if Aaron Jones is on this team. I believe that isn't that what she said? <laughs> that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> see, we can even make fun of her when she's not here. It's great. It's great. Look at us growing as people. <laughs> And it wasn't even about like having like snacks or anything like that. It's just about her horrible <laughs> yeah. take in football. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. So um, I honestly think he will be back. I think they'll figure out a way to make the money work. I think they will. I think they will let AJ Dillon go. I think they will bring in another draft pick. while maybe like second, third round kind of guy. Um I know Trey Benson's been mentioned a lot from Florida state. Uh, so that, I mean, A complimentary guy to him especially with his injury history like I think that would make sense but he's just a difference maker when he's on this team and I don't know if he goes somewhere else he's that much of the the difference maker but he works in Matt LaFleur's offense and I think that bringing him back makes sense if they can restructure him a little bit save some cap money you know him out and signing I, I don't know how all that crap works i don't but if they can make the numbers work for the packers to feel comfortable and for him to feel comfortable hell yeah bring him back again that's that's my take on it next question from ed stack are you more impressed by love's 30 touchdown passes third in the nfl or was it was it possicity? like it's uh paucity. Paucity. paucity of picks only 11 I pick the picks. Food. My wife and I got an air fryer for Christmas. Are you willing to share your favorite air fryer recipe? So we had to figure out what paucity meant. Yeah, we me and Steve learned a new word. I'm very excited. Thank you, about you Ed. It. Thank you, Ed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll side with Ed here. I think the I was actually thinking about Ed uh when I was watching the game and, and Anders Carlson missed an extra point. I was like, Well, there goes Ed's prop bet. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> Too, too bad for you ed uh but no, i'm gonna side with him i'm gonna side with him today uh i think the picks as well only 11 picks he had we had a stretch there where he threw quite a few uh but really he's for as much as that as aggressive he, as he is and as much as he chucks the ball downfield too as we talked about many times inexperienced experienced wide receivers you would expect some more miscommunications you'd expect some more uh, he targets the middle of the field expects some more tip balls you'd ex- i would expect some more interceptions just as as aggressive as he is i'd say the 11 interceptions uh feels lower than i would think based on the, how he plays and the youth of the offense especially with how how they were playing early in the year so i'll go with the picks um and as far as the air fryer i don't have any right you steve i don't have any like major huge recipes what i will say i found out Keep some popcorn chicken, some frozen popcorn chicken on hand, and then just a bottle of B-dub sauce. I always do the spicy garlic. You just toss that in there. It's like, I don't know, 10 minutes at 360 or whatever. You got you got boneless B-dubs wings anytime you want them, it, man. It's it's Ooh. so delicious. It's so good. So that, that will be mine. I mean, you can do wings in there as well, sure. like regular wings. But if I'm just looking for like a quick snack late at night, like you cannot beat that. So that's that's the route
1: I will go. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I'm actually more impressed by the 30 touchdown passes, like for a first year starter to throw 30 picks or 30 TDs and in, in only 11 picks. Like, I think that's thoroughly impressive, especially with this group of wide receivers and tight ends that he's had. And they haven't been healthy. That's the bigger thing. Like he hasn't had a consistent group. Like each week it's somebody else, which makes it all the more impressive to me like it's always somebody new each week and like i get it Jaden reeds he's been the guy but he's still been injured he's been out he's missed halves he's missed quarters he's missed whatever and christian watson's good and then he's gone for four games and then uh romeo dobbs is out for a game like you know it's just been a a rolling group of wide receivers and now like bo melton like who the hell was Bo Melton? Where the hell was Bo Melton
2: in training camp? Nowhere. And that's without even mentioning, as we talked about already, Tucker Kraft, who looked lost at the beginning of the year, now looks like an absolute monster in the receiving game as lost, well as the running lost game. Lost
1: like, Luke Musgrave halfway through the mm-hmm, year. Like, mm-hmm. Dontavian Wicks. Like, all these guys, like, they're, they're flashes and they're good and they've been, you know, contributing. But there's nobody that's been there, like, nonstop all year long that's like, this is my guy. Like, I'm going to go to him when I know I need to go somewhere. Like, nope, he's got whoever's open. <laughs> that's who That's who his guy is, which is a really, really good it's, thing. It's
2: truly design of the offense. It's mm-hmm. I'm going with the read. I'm going with the progression. If this guy's here, if I trust the one-on-one, I'm taking it. But other than that, you trust what the design of the offense is because you have to because you don't necessarily know who's going to be out there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, I think the, the fact that – He's done this. He's thrown 30 touchdowns, almost leading the league in touchdown passes. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So, And then as far as the air fryer goes, I will get you onto a trick that I found out last year. Is that you can take a completely frozen steak, put it in the air fryer for, uh, it's like 360, 370. Put it in for like four minutes. Flip it, you know, salt, pepper, whatever you got to do. Put it back in there for three or four more minutes. You have a completely like well-cooked steak not like well-done steak but a cooked steak hmm. tastes delicious completely frozen this. to completely cooked like it was okay unbelievable okay. i was, I was shocked i'll throw that mm-hmm. so definitely worth a try um whatever kind of steak you want to do whatever like Mine was just a cheap Aldi one, but it was it was thick enough where, you know, you don't want like the the skinny, skinny kind of steak, but like a nice little thick steak. And yeah, you can cook that in the air fryer from completely frozen to cooked in like eight minutes. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, Dusty just the world right. you're welcome the world look at what exactly you just did. <laughs> exactly i just unleashed unleashed new state concepts for everybody uh next one we've got is from humbug preferred scheme for our defensive personnel and is a DeGuara project over i don't know this feels like a you question I'm not really sure why uh he wants to know what's held him back when healthy this season Say the preferred scheme. I feel like we've answered this a bunch of times. So
0: I
2: will just say press and blitz, which is my answer all the time anyway, which again, they've been pressing and then uh, they've been, I think feel like they say the blitz numbers have been roughly the same, but I feel like they've been sending Quay a little more, which has been a nice use of his skill set. So press and blitz, you've got the athletes just confuse them and let it rip brother. And then as far as Deguara. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think he's looked fine when he's out there. He will still miss the occasional block. He will still occasionally look a little lost. I think when he's used in the blocking game, I still think he looks mainly fine. I think he does his job pretty well. He just, he doesn't look when the ball gets in his hands, which they don't make a point to do that. I think that's, that's one point right there. They usually will have him anymore. They'll have like, they'll do this thing with a leak out for the check down and someone will be like a lead blocker for the check down guy to one side. And DeGuara will almost always be that lead blocker. So they trust him in that, trust him to block in space, but they're not looking at the ball in his hands. He just doesn't look explosive with the ball in his hands. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't, I think it's over in the fact that maybe they bring him back because I do think he has a role in the team seems to be a pretty decent special teamer and a decent blocker but as far as what you're looking at to draw stuff up for him getting the ball in his hands i just i don't think that he is that dude and i think i also think with a guy like as we mentioned Tucker craft coming up and then when Musgrave gets back and you get those two tight end formations, you can line up one of those guys say Tucker Craft in the backfield who would be a bigger version and do some of the stuff to does, but do all of the stuff that he can do better. So I don't know if there's a big role for him aside from like a backup. Uh, But yeah, again, I think, I think he looks fine for the most part. He just doesn't really look explosive with the ball in his hand. So if they bring him back, be a limited role. Um, I don't, I think there's a place for him on the team, but I don't think it's a, they need to make it a
1: priority. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more. Uh this one's from Dave Hahn sent through DMs. Looks like Joe Barry has saved his job for another year. Just kidding. <laughs> Question with 16, 16 games now under his belt. Is Jordan Love the next Aaron Rodgers, the next Kirk Cousins, or the next Justin Fields? And what uh round the Packers draft a quarterback in twenty twenty four. Whew, Dave. Um Good food questions are getting harder to come by. Uh, but here's his starts it cut the follow the following barbecue sauce style. So Dusty, this was gonna be you. I don't know enough about barbecue sauce styles, but he's got Carolina vinegar based, Memphis sweet and spicy, and the classic Kansas City
2: so i will go when i first saw this question so i almost just didn't open the dm because i saw it and it was like looks like joe barry saved his job and i was like i don't have the energy for this conversation so, <laughs> <laughs> but he followed with the just kidding that was thank you dave i appreciate that um listen we'll say somewhere between aaron Rodgers and Kirk cousins for now like i think he's he can i was gonna say my, my initial response was Kirk cousins because Kirk can rip it when he's got the guys around him when the protection looks good when he doesn't have to create it for himself but love is able to do that stuff we have saw that again with with minnesota there was times this past week he knew pressure was going to hit and he he could have taken quick game instead he went i can hang in there and throw this off a back foot and get a touchdown of this And we saw him do that that's not something you really see cousins do on a regular basis so i mean it's you can't really compare these guys this early in his career i don't think but i'd say just based on what we've seen somewhere between rogers and cousins Feels about right to me. I think his skill set is his skill set's better than what Cousins does. The being, that being said, I mean Cousins has absolutely maximized what he could do in the league. He's a better quarterback than ever than I ever thought he'd be when I watched him at Michigan State. So kudos to Kirk Cousins. No knocking Kirk Cousins. I think Jordan Love's skill set is better than what Kirk Cousins has. And I don't think that's a particularly big. Big thing to say. uh What round of the Packers draft the quarterback in? Round three, baby. Let's just let's let's round through this. Let's it's just. Already,
1: Tucker Craft has broken the curse, and
2: <laughs> listen, man. Sean Ryan's look good too. Like yeah. we got two, we got two in a row now, man. Let's let's keep it rolling. Third or fourth round. I think you should take a quarterback in the middle rounds every single year because why not? uh And then um yeah, I'll go the barbecue sauce. It's kind of a mood thing. It depends on how I'm, I'm feeling at the moment. I will go. Kansas city is usually my start. Usually always going to be my start. Sometimes Memphis. I do like the sweet and spicy Memphis though, but for now I'll go Kansas city, uh, start sit Memphis cut Carolina. I've got nothing against Carolina. I just prefer the KC and Memphis, uh, styles.
1: Yeah. I, and I mean, I liked your answer, uh, sitting somewhere between Rogers and Kirk cousins. Um, I mean, this is a thing. Like I love Aaron Rodgers, the football player, <laughs> Thank you. Love Aaron Rodgers, the football <laughs> player. But you're trying like Jordan Love is doing great. He's playing wonderfully. It's it's amazing to see the development. But you're trying to compare him to a guy who's like a top five quarterback of all time. That's unbelievably horrible and hard to do. So yeah, I think somewhere between Kirk Cousins and between Aaron Rodgers is a good kind of it to be clear, that's
2: a very wide belt of oh, putting yeah. him on Rogers. hmm hmm
1: hmm Very fair. Very fair. And I think like that's the thing of I like Aaron Rodgers as a football player, and he said a few things on Pat McAfee a few weeks ago that really stand pat is let the kid play. Let him play before we make these all-consuming, like he's a top 10 guy. He's a, you know, top five guy. Like he's playing great right now. That's all you need to say. He is playing great right now. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, which is awesome. He's going to have some ups. He's still going to have some downs. Like it's going to happen, but let the kid play, you know, a couple more years before we're like, all right, this dude is, he's the dude. So, I think that, to me, is the biggest thing that I would say when it comes to that. Um, and then we've got one more question. That's from our buddy Rolf. Uh, should the Packers move Elton to center next season and play Sean Ryan and draft uh, draft pick at guards? Food question, what is your favorite dessert pastry for the new year? we've talked about this
2: to some extent before i'm a fan of keeping your guys where you know they're good and i know that's not that easy that you can move some guys around jenkins started off this season as we kind of talked about earlier a little rough uh because i think he was still coming back from injury when he's healthy if you watch what he was doing in the run game this past game when he was in moving dudes and he was like when he was pulling to like just just i think it looked like the elton jenkins that we all know and love and there's a great value in that with from that guard spot, especially with the way the Packers have been trying to get their run game, which is pulling a lot of times pulling a guard and send and pulling the garden center on some of that power run stuff. Jenkins has been great at that great at that. So I am of the mind if Jenkins is a very, very good left guard, which I believe he is keep him left guard don't mess with that. I understand you can, you can do different stuff at at center and it's very valuable to have a good guy there, but Jenkins, I think is a very, very good left guard. I think there's value in just keeping him there. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm all in favor. I think the way, the way Sean Ryan's played, just put him at right guard over John Runyon, Runyon. I think Mm -hmm. his contract up after this year, anyway, I'd be fine having Ryan over Runyon and those are your guards and then center. I don't know what you do with center. I mean, that's, do you, do you bring you keep Myers there? I think Myers has been fine. Um, you can improve that. So maybe that's, you look for that spot in the draft or something. I think the tackles, Rashid Walker's look good at left as the season's going on. He's gotten better. Obviously it's the Bakhtiari question. And then Tom's look great at right. I don't know what the answer is with Nyman there, but if your five next year are from left to right, we'll just say, we'll assume Bakhtiari gets injured at some point. So if you say your line is Walker Jenkins, Myers, Ryan, uh, Tom, that's a good starting five mm-hmm. uh, and you can, you can upgrade. I think you can upgrade center in that. Uh, maybe you can look to upgrade Sean Ryan, depending on how he ends up doing. But I'm, I think just keep Kim Jenkins at left guard. If he's playing the way he is and favorite dessert pastry for new year's Eve. I only really have one. It's kind of whatever is laying around. I had a Christmas stocking candy this past week uh, there you go. because I just still had some laying around. So okay. that is, that is my pastry of choice. I guess. Okay.
1: No, I, I mean, I think I'm kind of on, on the same page as you. I don't think that you create one hole by filling another hole. Uh, you know, you don't need to move an all-pro, pro-bowl guard at to center to then have another hole at guard. Like maybe it's easier to draft a guard uh, than a center, but if you really feel that center is that big of a problem, then you invest in it early. In the draft, like you, you've got that capability centers don't go early in the draft. Like you can get a quality one in the second round. You've got two second round picks. Um, so I really think that if Elton Jenkins, I think honestly, like that's a conversation you have with him is where are you the most comfortable? Are you comfortable left guard? Are you more comfortable at center? What would you want to do? And if he's like, I want to play center. Okay. Then that's great. And then you move him to center and you can kick, Josh Myers to the curb <laughs> and draft a, uh, and oh, draft yeah. a guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just throw him to the curb. It's fine. It's fine. He'll be all right. He'll He'll, f- he'll figure out something to do. But, um, I, I mean, I think that's, that's all part of being a GM is figuring that stuff out, having conversations with your players. But, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go, like, hey, we're going to take you where you're doing really, really well, and then a left guard and put you at center, and then we're going to go find a new guard. Like, mm, why don't we just find a new center? <laughs> like to me, that would make a, a little bit more yeah. sense, a little bit more sense. So I'll do that. And then uh, pastry for new year's Eve. Uh, man, no, I'm, I'm still mowing down Christmas cookies, which, uh, I have to, to use the, was it paucity? I've use, use paucity because my mother, uh, only makes the peanut butter blossoms once a year for me. And, so I have to use paucity while while eating them. So I still got a couple of those left. And um yeah, that's uh that, that's pretty much all I got, man. Um Dusty, before we before we close this thing out, uh, tell us what you got out there. What's some articles, closing thoughts, you know, podcasts you're gonna be on. I'm trying to work on some stuff, so we're going to see what I got going
2: out. So the plan right now, today, as you're listening to this, hopefully later today over on Cheesehead TV, I'll have something written about um, Jordan Love against the Blitz, uh, which I've been writing about anyway. I've been tracking his Blitz numbers because he's been getting much better at that the last half of the season, especially with the Vikings. The, <laughs> it's insane to me. The Vikings who Blitz like more than any team in the league. We Mm -hmm. still, you know, that's relatively whatever, like 50% 50 blitz is a high number for a blitz. I think they blitzed him on 55% of his passing dropbacks when they played him in week eight they put him on 76% of his passing. Traffic. Oh my god! <laughs> that's per PFF. And they chart blitzes based on like, if you send more than four. So if you have like a five man line, you send all five, that's still a blitz, but that's an insane number. Yeah. And they really were, they were loading the box with eight and they were bringing six, like on a regular basis, 76%. And he was, I can't, remember, it was like his, I think his QB rating was like 121 or something like that. Just absolutely shredded. So I mean, what, writing about him against the, uh, against mm-hmm. the blitz. So that's a bunch cheese, that'll be up on cheese TV today. And I'll be looking at a couple plays um showing kind of the game plan that they used that 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 he operated pretty well and then hopefully packer report today I'll have something about uh, an RPO a slant RPO I've been looking for that they ran a couple times this past week and then Packer's playbook is up now that came out yesterday. That's me and John Kuhn. Uh we talked about <laughs> he sent me nine plays this week. He's like hey here's nine mm-hmm. plays and we whittled that down to five and through that we were able to talk about a whole bunch as far as like Jordan loves pre-snap uh, processing. A lot of his setting protections and what that meant, and how some of his uh, some of the motion and pre-setting that protection, I uh, kind of messed a little bit with what the Vikings wanted to do defensively, caused some breakdowns, allowed them to see what they wanted to see, and then love. Again, some of that taking chances, seeing like, okay, I can wait a little bit. I know where my protection's good. I can take this something short, or I can backpedal and throw off my back foot and maybe hit a touchdown to a guy. So that was – I learned a ton this week on that, and that's up now over at Cheesehead TV's uh, YouTube channel. So that was a r- really fun one this week.
1: I've uh, I've got something a little bit weird for me because normally I'm all about, you know, chaos and yelling at the clouds and all that kind of, you know, stuff, the, the Steve, Steve stuff, Steve, uh, stuff. Steve the, stuff. Yeah. The Steve, the Steve. Right, yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why, but there's been so many people that have been trying to dunk on everybody else through Twitter about Jordan love that it it, it kind of, it, it irks me a little bit because I want to say like, if I would go back through your Twitter history and see what your reaction to the Jordan love traffic was, I don't think it would be that great. And so, like, I guess I feel a little bit some kind of way where, yes, Jordan Love is doing amazing. That That's great. I love it. But the fact that you guys had to, like, bookmark all these things, be like, ah, no, no, I'm going to go, like, when Jordan Love's good, I'm going to come back and roast this, this mf or Like, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. And, like, we've all had bad takes. We've all had bad takes. <laughs> I've notorious had a crap ton of them. Don't get me wrong. So I can't just sit here, but like, you know, maybe, maybe don't throw stones at glass houses. That's only my, that's my closing thought. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems it was, it was excessive the last couple of days. I don't know. What do, do you think that that's somewhere ish?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that to some extent. I mean, I I think there are people and I will say there's a line and I don't think you're saying this. There's a line of like, there are people who pontificate on this stuff who were very loud before the season as far Mm -hmm. as he will be very bad. I think all that that stuff seems to be fair game. But if you're digging like, if you're digging three years back, and going like this person said that this guy wasn't going to be good he started a game yet well maybe you didn't think that either and and part of it for me steve yeah. i don't know how you are part of me marvels at the energy it takes to like try to track that and then bring those back up right. because i don't have that kind of energy <laughs> like why would you do that why would you spend your time on this
1: <laughs> the one time the one time i remember trying to dunk on somebody was when i after the whole like antonio brown thing came out and he was getting traded and they were trying to figure out where he's gonna go. I was like, he, I'm like, I think the Raiders make a really good landing spot. And some dude is like, You're a clown, like that's stupid. Why would he go there? It doesn't make any sense. It took me like 20 minutes to scroll through and <laughs> Your find life. you can't get that back. The now. one dude that commented on it, and I was like, <laughs> I had to keep going and keep going and keep going. And finally, like I just did a mic drop, and I'm like, what am I doing? doing with my time like 20 minutes just to find this one comment I could have, I could have read like, a chapter uh, of a book I could exactly. have smelled a flower I could, have done so many I could have walked outside I could have spent time with my dog like a million different things but now I'm just scrolling through Twitter like where's that stupid ass comment from the guy who called me clown saying that Antonio Brown wouldn't go to the radio oh, yeah,
2: you think I'm dumb I took 20 minutes to find this you're still calling me dumb <laughs>
1: exactly so you know maybe go outside maybe smell a flower maybe go pet your dog i don't know do whatever you gotta do but um yeah outside of that man this is just an exciting time like we've we talked about this year being just so much fun and so you know the fact that learning about what what jordan love was going to be we didn't know we had no idea and it turns out He's gonna be a he's gonna be a dude, which is just exciting, exciting for the Green Bay Packers. So um, yeah. Um we're gonna be back next week. Hopefully, we will be celebrating another Packers victory over the Bears, a playoff clinching victory, which would be just, just insane. That's insane to even crazy. think crazy. That was not on our radar. I and mean, like I remember Schneidman before the season started was saying eleven and five, and we are like Really? That's uh wow. Okay. That's not what I was thinking, but like he saw, he saw the playoff level in this team. And I think that's pretty crazy. Like that wasn't something everybody saw. So super exciting, super exciting time to be a Packers fan. Um, we'll be back next week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kellherr four at Steve Perich at Packaday podcast uh yeah we'll talk about packers bears recap and then most likely who the packers are playing in the nfc wild card so thank you guys for listening and as always go pack go